of our board 2021. Like, it, it doesn't matter. Like, they're, both of their personalities are trying to dunk on the other one at this point. And I, I just can't be bothered with it anymore. Like, even as much as I, like, dislike both of them, I can't give them the hate engagement. It's a zero-sum game because even when one person gets dunked on, you can't really enjoy it because you hate the person who just dunked on them. Yeah, I mean, do I dislike Clay Travis more than Darren Ravel? Yes. Do I want Darren Ravel to win arguments in Darren Ravel ways? Absolutely not. No way. <laughs> Why is Toilet crying? Because they both got dunked on. Yeah, I got dunked on. There's all these videos getting flown around for all the school board meetings. Finally, people are paying attention to school board meetings. This is the the hot button issue um, in public education in America. No one really cares about what we're teaching in history class or anything <laughs> actually related to curriculum or inclusion. Um, but we are willing to chant, no more masks. For the first time I heard it, I heard they were saying, no more math. Which in Tennessee would make a little bit of sense, but <laughs> oh, oh, dude, I, I would fired. show up to that meeting as like an eighth grader. We're gonna do no more math. We're not gonna do math. We're not gonna do it anymore. No one uses math. We are not going to teach biology without at least acknowledging that Christ created all animals. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the that, parents are pretty much dictating the curriculum at this point. This is what we're learning. So that I mean, Muhammad that. had a badger that he could communicate with and. <laughs> Tell the word of God through that badger. It's the uh, instead of the Pythagorean theorem, it's like the Pontius Pilate theorem. Mm, that would get them to know, ban math work. immediately. Yeah, I, I, it's a bad joke. I got to workshop that one. We're a little bit give out of the, practice. Give the rest of the episode. I'll, I'll workshop that one. It's been yeah. a while since all the boys have been back in town. Yeah, welcome back, everyone. Welcome, welcome. back from our. Uh, consistent vacation sorry go ahead zach i was just say welcome to a midwest podcast where we welcome each other back from our vacations my name is zach welcome zach my name is luke welcome, welcome luke. luke my name is toilet flush flush Gen- it's good Gentlemen. to be back thanks for all the kind words last week while i was out of town with yinzer grandma uh it was a great trip i know you guys you're it was basically a content machine i i hope that this this uh trip could eventually be written off as a podcast expense because boy is there content out in western <laughs> pennsylvania i got some takes i got some thoughts i got some reactions it was a we good have, trip we have our llc form so this is all a business trip yeah definitely this training camp tour is brought to you by roman swipes nothing gets me harder than thinking about football in august <laughs> Nothing gets me more juiced up than the thought of the smell of those pads sitting in a large pile in the corner of a locker room somewhere. Mm -mm, Good. So that's where I need to start. So uh, the family went to the uh, Canton, Ohio famed Football Hall of Fame. Um, And I know it's been a while since any of us have attended any large events of this kind of scale, like like a concert or athletic event. Actually, Zach, you've talked a little bit about NASCAR. Um, so you might be more in the know than than I was, but um, I guess one of the rules going into one of these types of event is that if you bring a bag into the event, it has to be clear. Is that yes. a thing that you? Yeah, yeah, that's, girlfriends like, a, that's and like a NASCAR thing. And uh, my wife has several uh, clear plastic bags now because of that. 
Yeah. So at first I'm like, why does everyone have a clear plastic, like a clear, like designer bag, like covered in Steelers <laughs> logos and bejeweled designer and everything like that. And I'm like, oh, okay. That's for this specific purpose. So you can bring this type of bag into this kind of event. Clear, um, but with a giant steer Steelers logo on it. Yeah, and oh, exactly. here's the merch tent dishing them for $90 right outside of the security checkpoint. How convenient. How convenient. <laughs> It's like the dude selling bottles of water for nine bucks behind airport security. Like, yeah, this is a money making machine. Well, that's exactly my point. So one of my aunts who's less in the know shows up with like a mesh bag and gets told at the gate, like, hey, you need to empty it or, you know, whatever. Dump your contents into everyone else's bag or whatever so you can walk in. But then like right after we walk in through the gates, come in two like schmucka do Broncos fans with triple XL shoulder pads resting on either <laughs> side of their body where they could hide easily hide 24 rolling rocks a piece and like spikes and coming a handgun out of the top and a handgun <laughs> right in the waistband like why are we making a rule that you can't bring like a purse bigger than a clutch in but you can actually wear like enormous body shoulder pad. Yeah, yeah body armor <laughs> they're just living out their fantasy in case they need to be called in for a game yeah, we were kind of joking about that in the group chat because the Bears' offensive line is so thin. Toilet might need to run into the equipment shed, get get some of the nice stuff, and roll down into Hallis Hall see if they need a, a practice squad dummy to beat up on. All right, I'm here. I haven't played a competitive game in nearly uh, 13 years, but I'm ready to line up across from I don't know, Khalil Akeem back. Hicks. Akeem Hicks. Okay, I have so two legs and no ACLs. If I lined up in front of Akeem Hicks, how long do you think I could pass block him for? Uh, uh, a quarter of a second, which is like way more than either Luke or I could could do. <laughs> Your frozen face here is hilarious too, Zach. I'm not sure if you're getting that toilet. No. Oh, um, but I think you know, toilet. I'll give you a little bit more credit. I think that you you would be able, you'd be like locked in, and you would handle him for like a down. Mm. But then, like every single down after that, it's like over. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. at 275 pounds, I'm too light to be an offensive lineman for a practice squad. So. Yeah, you're you're probably like lining up in Nickelback on an NFL roster, oh, <laughs> well, just I, what, barely heavy enough to be an H back. What would be what would be the diet that you would have to do, toilet, so that you could make weight for an NFL offensive line? When I was trying to gain weight between junior and senior year of football, because I thought that playing high school football was worth like morphing my entire body mass to uh, extreme it was? perverted <laughs> levels. Uh, well, uh, Luke and I did the exact school. Op- <laughs> yeah, the, Luke and your I did weight the, doesn't matter. <laughs> Luke and I did the exact opposite. We did body dysmorphia to get to like 112 pounds. Nice. Um, yeah, I uh, going from junior senior, I was 210, and then I stuck to a diet of a lot of peanut butter. <laughs> Graham crackers and whey protein, and I got up to 290 pounds. <laughs> yeah, it was all a muscle, problem. baby. Uh, not, not quite. <laughs> Thunderous thighs. Uh, there's a lot of <laughs> jiggle and jelly and jam. Uh, when I walked, so not great. I remember from college NCAA college football 2007, the video game. Yes. Uh, Kirk Herbstreet and Lee Corso, the two, 
the two top guys that you want in the booth of any college football game naturally. I think it was Brent Musburger, Kirk Herbstreet, Lee Corso were the trio. Dynamic trio. Mm-hmm. And anytime they talked about a offensive lineman doing good run blocking. As... Say, anytime they talked about an attractive woman in the stands. <laughs> <laughs> no, Zoom not in. quite. Lee Corso would go, I saw this guy walking back from the cafeteria with a big bag of food. And then Herb Street would go, that guy's got a big bag hanging over his waist belt. And it's like, oh, my God. A lot of body shaming on the college football campuses. I guess this was before the time when offensive linemen are just now like have six packs, basically. And can all run as fast as the running backs can. Yeah. Yeah. Toilet, you're 6'4", right? Uh, six four and a half with shoes on. Okay, Akeem Hicks is listed at six four. He's six four three fifty. That's insane. Yeah, I think I could pass block him. I'd either miss on his first move, uh, but I think if I guessed right and I actually made contact with him, I could block him for a second. You could hold him and drag him to the ground. So if they had like a punt snap type uh, shotgun offense, I could be a pretty dynamic player. <laughs> this is uh, uh, revolutionary news. I know we joke a lot about the chop block. Did you guys hear about the new uh, block that's now illegal in NFL football? No. Oh, what is it? So outside of the tight end box, if you're blocking basically any kind of player who lines up outside of the tight end box, you cannot okay. block them below the waist. So you can't go in and like dive at a cornerback's yeah. knees, basically. You can't do the, cra- the Craig Stelts human missile. <laughs> yeah you can't do that like that's pretty much the move if you're 350 pounds you just get out there and then you dive on the ground and you like try to leg whip a guy so that he can't make the tackle so um no more chop blocking outside the tight end range which is pretty sad guys so is that gonna affect our screen game um well you know matt Nagy apparently is a uh, much more dynamic downfield passing offenses uh, going to be gracing your television screens this fall for the Chicago Bears. Deepest running back core he's ever had. Deepest. To, uh, I, I think the total is three. We've got <laughs> the bad boy himself, Ryan Nall. We got Tariq back from injury. You got Monty Boy. Oh, and you got uh, Damian Harris, too. Oh, yeah. Playoff Damian. Playoff Damian. Exactly. It's pretty good. We got four now. Sick. Almost as many tight ends. And what about the Arteva, Artavis Pierce, right? Um, Artavis Pierce experiment? To be honest, I have not really been keeping track of Bears training camp. I have seen a few tweets from some Big J journalists where they kind of make a whole point of, well, I'm not allowed to take any pictures or record anything or take any video. So here's a, me drawing a shithead stick figure drawing of something that I saw earlier today to like kind of passive aggressively complain about not being able to have full access to everything. I listened on uh, sports talk radio as well. And they were saying, Oh, if you're a fan going to any of the bears training camp, send us your pictures and photos and anything you learn, be our scout for the day because we can't actually get access. And they were like complaining about not being able to publicize all the information about a team trying to prepare for a football season. <laughs> That's what I like. I like fan sourcing for sports talk radio. Totally. That's, that's that's what we need. We need more. We need more fan sourcing and less Big J journos. We need to sound more like, more like you know Bill Swirsky super fans rather yeah. than a bunch of like egghead, uh, you know stat, uh, 
you know, step monster sort of. Uh, uh, You're the one who subscribes to the athletic. I, I don't know what to tell you here, Zach. I'm, I'm getting a lot of contradictions here in this statement because you subscribe to all those egghead guys who are like embedded in the camps when you also need like the totally detached 70 year old been on sports talk radio guy for 50 years giving his hot takes about how zoomers are even less motivated than millennials you are correct i do i do need as much i need as much information as possible i need to read as many articles as i can i i have a a hype meter that kind of like when it starts when it starts dwindling a little bit then i need to check in on other beat writers and like read about the sidearm justin fields throw or learn about how khalil Mack is coming back and he's gonna have the best season ever um elijah wilkinson just got off of the uh covid19 list sign me up baby boom so there we go welcome back elijah I need that one random stepdad who who logs on for 30 seconds. It just tells me how enormous Cole Komet is. And then I'm like, oh, I need to draft this guy in every single fantasy round this year because Cole Komet is going to be a breakout uh, star. Excuse me, Cole Komet. What did I say? You said Cole Komet. It's Cole Komet. Cole? Yeah. Okay, sorry. Sorry to Cole. Local boy. Shout out to the Northwest Suburbs. He's is bringing Cole it Komet back. from the Northwest Suburbs? Yeah, he went to oh. St. Vider. Oh, yeah, that's right. The St. Bayard to Notre Dame tight end pipeline. Not <laughs> yeah. very rich, but uh, has one Cole Komet in it. Anyway. Big Catholic boy. Um, so what else has been going on, guys? You want to keep going with sports? I got a couple of sports topics here. Well, yeah, I was going to say, I mean, we already started seeing orange, but, you know, okay. you're, you're definitely going to have to suit up for the Bears at, at, uh, at tackle at some point, toilet. So I hope... I hope you get your uh, NFLPA union stipend, and 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 you can give the boy you can give the boys all of your uh, all of your announcements about um, you know when you when you make the practice squad, when you get cut, you know when you get picked up again, when you clear waivers, when you retire, all that sort of stuff. So yeah, the, break it here. This is supposed to be a great uh, place where people could check in on my promising. Uh, football career. I, I want to say my, my professional disc golf career is going to take off a little bit before my football career uh, is actually going to get off the ground. But um, one thing that I took away from uh, what I've seen so far with sports in the last couple of weeks is some of these humiliating trades that are going on um, to step away from football. But there were some basketball trades in the last couple of weeks since free agency started that I think You'd have to be excited that you're getting paid, but another part of you has to be pretty embarrassed that you're like getting <laughs> traded for Let's literally go. like a bag of balls or like <laughs> you got uh, traded for cash considerations. Like, yeah, yes. yeah. Like, but the cash I, considerations were like $350 in bus fare for like <laughs> <laughs> the equipment staff next time you're in town. Yeah, shout out to someone that probably no one outside of this podcast trio uh, is even familiar with, but Cristiano Felicio. I was convinced he was going to be Brazilian the next king. round mound of rebound. Uh, he made, I think, $35, $35 million over six seasons playing for the Bulls and contributing Absolute. almost nothing. Like, I think if the three of us went out there and stacked one on top of the other, we could get four rebounds in four minutes, to be honest. Um, so I know it's a different league, of course, hashtag that league and this league, but 
even with an inflation adjustment, and, and I, I totally get the idea that the it's apples to oranges and it's two different leagues, but it's still kind of like a weird thought experiment. But like in the entire time that Scottie Pippen was with the Bulls, not his, not the time, not when he came back, but his first like nine, like eight seasons or so, I think he made like an adjusted like $36 million. Oof. I know. So we got we got. Would you rather have Scottie Pippen in the '90s or Cristiano Felicio for what was thirty-four that? million? What was that? Was like kind of a bastardized stat too? Because wasn't there a time where he was like the third best player in the NBA and the sixty-first highest played, highest paid player in the NBA? Yeah, he was always yeah, lowly he, paid. He 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 did, but he also like they came to him with a low ball offer, and he just like kind of took it right away. Uh, yeah, there was so like a, like was a like, long term, like a hockey style, like eight year. Yeah, yeah it was like the yeah. nine year, like twenty million dollar contract, basically like all of the money due up front. And then he outplayed it immediately. Yeah, he outplayed it in like year two. All right, I'm gonna say this really quietly while we're comparing apples and oranges. Does Aaron Rodgers have a point? D- about ab- about about how the Packers don't play pay any of their good players and they always walk in free agency and they're never actually top tier so aaron Rodgers is a victim of his own circumstance i think Ooh. because aaron Rodgers was the first i don't, I don't want to say the first aaron Rodgers was a quarterback that took that big ass quarterback deal right the one that we've seen tank every team that is taking that quarterback deal Rodgers and Flacco and probably Patrick Mahomes just saying like there's only so much salary cap in the NFL and if you've got a quarterback on that type of contract it's just not feasible for the rest of the team like that's part of Tom Brady's appeal is that he he will settle for 18 million dollars a year because he makes it up in endorsements and white money so like he can do that and then they can fill out the rest of the roster so like aaron Rodgers is right but it's also his fault and i won't back down from that all right love it i like it that's a it's a hot take it's your fault for that's an unbiased that's an unbiased take on what's going on with the packers right now i would i would argue and say on the on the on the other side though isn't that just isn't that the market rate for a quarterback uh, I mean, where has it gotten them though? Like yeah, realistically, like, I mean, true. like that's, I mean, they've gotten about as good as it's going to get for any team who can, does that deal. Do you also want to say something too? I mean, we're kind of like a Jay Cutler MCL away from Aaron Rodgers being Dan Marino. No. Yes. That, that, no. Yes, we let's live in that world. Live in that. Live in that world, Luke. The, that live that wasn't. It. That wasn't going to happen. You can get closer to your mic, too. You sounded good when you did that. Living it. Uh, Speaking of Jay Cutler, do we want to wade into Jay Cutler territory? No, I don't want to wade into Jay Cutler territory. We already started out with the Williamson County vaccine bullshit. That was probably the fastest follow-unfollow that I've ever had in my (laughs) life. I, I saw Jay was on Twitter. I got on board. Then I saw what he was tweeting, and I immediately hopped off. It's basically what it was like rooting for him as a player yeah i did that with instagram like when Kristen cavallari was running his instagram it was like kind of entertaining but then when jay cutler took over his own instagram it was just like 
anti-vax bullshit mm. <laughs> like long okay. before COVID-19 <laughs> too like this is like the hepi or like I don't know the whooping cough vaccine or something like that he was oh. he was an OG in the anti-vax game yeah, yeah. Like fuck Y'all. Lamar Jackson, you're new to this game. We had the OG vaccine vaccine uh denying quarterback. <laughs> I think when the peak of the um Aaron Rodgers might actually retire story was going live, that's when I had the first thought of wow, I really should actually get on social media and get a burner account so I can tell Aaron Rodgers to go fuck himself because there's absolutely no consequence. And I, for the first <laughs> Thank time, you for your service. Thank for the, you for your service. Let the, let the hate flow through you, toilet. As T O I 9834599979493. Fuck you, Aaron Rodgers. Bears fan 72894568423. Fuck you, Rodgers. That's like, I think, when I finally. Packer haters 69420. Late July 2021, Toilet figures out Twitter that it's such a joy to be able to reach out to those celebrities that are in your life and just tell them to go pound sand. And then the one day when Toilet incorrectly uses his tweet deck app and then all of a sudden starts tweeting hate from his actual account. His educational professional account, yeah. Mr. Toilet Professor. Mr. Toilet, um, Mr. Rogers, fuck off. Please, thank you. <laughs> Go plant rocks. So I think I finally got it. Maybe eight, 14 years after Twitter's inception, I understand why it was created. I've got something for you, gentlemen. Um, if we'd like to pivot a little bit, I have a reading segment for us. It's a little bit different this week, but I think it's something that we'll all enjoy. You know, right now it is the uh, middle of August. It is blazing hot i believe in all of our respective cities chicago is feeling a little bit more like new orleans than chicago at the moment but you know fall is around the corner we're going to need to start thinking about heartier warm recipes that we're going to be serving to large groups of people football season is coming up you're having your game day your tailgate you want something that's like a little bit easier to prepare for a group so For you today, I have the New Dieters Cookbook. This comes to us from Better Homes and Gardens. Yes. It's uh, low-calorie home cooking. So, you know, like, all watching our figure a little bit. We want to make sure that we're eating healthy. Um, I have the uh, a section called Microwave Main Dishes. Um, Perfect. These are dishes that are meant to be prepared and cooked in a microwave. You know, truly something that we take for granted, the convenience of modern cooking, the microwave. Like there wasn't, you know, a period like even in our grandparents' lives when they were in their 20s and 30s when they could just take something out of the freezer and throw it in the microwave. Dude, how did you, how did people reheat coffee back in the day without a microwave? They put it on the stove. Mad men. Absolute mad lad. Absolute I was listening mad men. last week, Zach, your microwaving coffee experience, and that sounded disgusting. <laughs> Thank you for your service and your addiction to caffeine for following through on that. I, I think I probably in a day at my at my house, I think I microwave coffee about the minimum five times a day. That's a horrifying. I need, I, I need piping hot coffee. I'm going to burn my mouth. 
just drop an ice cube in that and enjoy my life. I feel like a little bit more than having a stanky burrito coffee or <laughs> I had one from a gas station this week that legitimately tasted like cardboard. So <laughs> I think I'm good without actually. Zach, how many coffees are you drinking per day? You don't want to know. Probably, Do you drink probably, eight cups of coffee a day? A pot? Uh, yeah, I'd probably drink a pot of coffee a day. What, how are we defining a pot? A 12? A 12-er? Mm. By the pots scale, which doesn't allocate to any mug that exists in the real world, as <laughs> we doesn't. all know. It doesn't. Um, uh, I'd say, it's yeah, it's probably about 10 cups. 10, ten like, metric cups or <laughs> imperial cups or whatever the fuck system we're using. That's legitimately insane it's uh it's it's a lot i i will say it's a lot it's basically it's basically all i drink or all i have in the morning open invite for any coffee brewer zach will down the shit out of your product i will i will drink it all i will drink it all day and i will drink it tomorrow and i will drink it the day after the tagline is not bad in the microwave (laughs) (laughs) no this this uh this coffee's very good. Uh, it's got you know, natural aromas, and it's got a good taste, and it's got a good texture, and it actually reheats well in the microwave. <laughs> when it's molten lava hot, the way I like it, you can barely uh, you can barely tell what the taste is. It just tastes like boiling hot liquid. Gross. All right. So, what's this recipe you stumbled upon in earnest? So this isn't for Zach in the morning because this is going to take a while. I have in the microwave main dishes section, herbed pot roast. So no, not so in the microwave. We're, we're going to start with a two and a half pound boneless beef chuck roast cut two inches thick, a little dry white wine, a little water, a little Worcestershire sauce, some herbs, salt and pepper, garlic, onion, slices of uh, red and green bell pepper, a little cornstarch, and a little water. So everyone, we're getting ready to cook dinner tonight. Decided that we have this pot roast, but we're not going to cook it in the oven. We're going to cook it in the microwave. What? What? What is that comment? Uh, uh, my my comment. Oh, is this is this is, <laughs> this is a uh, uh, a clip of a British woman in a cooking show and she says say microwave she says microwave <laughs> so anytime you're talking about cooking in the microwave i just start thinking about you cooking in the microwave it so, also it also kills ahead. me how they say oregano like you don't have to pronounce every goddamn letter speed it up england wait until what they hear what they call uh eggplants and zucchini eggplant in it in it so we're going to right. trim the meat of fat, and um, are you ready to put this in the microwave? A three-quart casserole dish with the <laughs> wine, Worcestershire sauce, rosemary, oregano, salt, pepper, and garlic. Add meat, no. turn to coat on all sides. Nope. Oh, so God. we're going to cook covered on 100% for five minutes. Oh, my you, Lord. You know, we're going to get a nice sear and char on the pot roast cooking it at full power the microwave in the microwave then we're going to cook covered on 50 percent power for 40 minutes okay here's a question how do you adjust the percentage power of your microwave that's a 
good question. I feel like it has the like instructions on the bottom of it. Has anyone ever done anything other than punching in a time or hitting the popcorn button? Nope. Because uh, I haven't. I've tried defrosting. Or defrosting, yeah, sorry. I've not... tried defrosting. Defrosting is a sham. Yeah, you really should not defrost stuff in the microwave. No, in absolutely the mic- not. Uh, you're sh- in the microwave. You're just shooting lasers into it. It's not good. You're I just, love it when I'm just def- adding more cancer. Yeah. To your to your to your already cancerous TV dinner. Exactly. I, I love it when I'm sodium done defrosting my chicken and it's already one third cooked through <laughs> because it's been exactly in the for the past it's so gross. Twenty mm-hmm. minutes. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing quite as good as uh, as that uh, um, dishwasher salmon. That dishwasher, dishwasher salmon, salmon recipe is incredible. Honestly, like we're in dishwasher salmon territory with this pot <laughs> roast because we're just on the first uh, forty minute uh, cook for this pot roast. Can you uh, check the date that this was public published? Oh, it's old as shit, dude. How, okay, how long are you supposed to cook it on on forty percent? For fifty uh, percent for fifty percent for forty minutes. A microwave, I. You're gonna you're gonna shut down the entire grid of your exactly. neighborhood yeah. cooking that long in a microwave. Microwave. And, uh, excuse me, microwave. You know what? Only '90s kids will remember these recipes because <laughs> this up. came out in 1992. Shut up. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> like, how is this faster? Like, can we just look up how fast it is to cook a pot roast not in the microwave? Because it's probably the same amount of time. I know are, are it's a any... very small pot roast too. Two and a half pounds. I don't know anything off the top of my head, but is there any like weird way in which like you had a family member cook something in the past? Oh, like nothing. Yeah. Nothing's coming to mind. But like any like do you like your 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 moms, your dads, your grandparents, or like aunts or uncles? Like did they cook something strange in the past? I think the weirdest thing we did was we used to go to a catfish farm in Arkansas and like would catch our catfish and then my slap grandma... it on the ground to kill it. <laughs> no, my, my uncle <laughs> would Snap take my uncle. Yeah. My uncle would go somewhere else and, and, and make sure that they were dead. And then my, my grandmother would actually like clean them like on the kitchen table. Hmm. Good. Mm-hmm. Good fish. I guess that's not like table. a weird, that's not like a weird way of something prepared, but it's like how many people actually grew up with that? They're not bottom no. feeders. That won't leave anything disgusting on your kitchen table. No, nope. not at all. It'll be fine. Clean it off with vinegar. Vinegar, the original antibacterial. <laughs> uh, I just looked up a really quick recipe, and it looks like you would bake it in the oven for about three hours. So at most, this person is saving themselves uh, t- two-thirds of the cooking time, which doesn't seem like... Well, actually, Toilet, we're not done. Oh, so okay. once we're done with that 40-minute cook, we're going to add the onions and cook for another 20 minutes. Then we're going to turn okay. it over again and then cook for another 17 to 50 minutes until the <laughs> oh, meat is hey, tender. Okay, a uh, quarter of an hour to an hour. Figure it out. Figure it out. Just Figure sit out. in hopefully, front of it. Yeah, hopefully you got a meat thermometer. And then we're going to make a pan sauce out of it. So Ugh. we're like really not saving on the dishware either necessarily with this recipe. Can we, can we do this pan? Can we do this pan sauce in the micro in microwave too? I think you can um, because we're adding cornstarch and a tablespoon of water to the drippings. 
and we're going to cook uncovered for another three to four minutes and then drizzle that over the meat. So we're making gravy in the microwave too. Oh, um, oh microwave gravy. You can't even, you're not even supposed to make like McCormick gravy packets in the microwave. But it's 275 calories. <laughs> and it probably get wow. like a good chew on it. Like you're chewing oh. on it for so long oh, that you're no. burning calories while you're eating it. Oh. This is innovative in the diet game. This is definitely not saving you any time at all, but it does make me think about um, the kitchen gadget of 2018, the Instant Pot, and I'd like to retroactively throw a flag on the Instant Pot. There's nothing fucking instant about the Instant Pot. It's basically a glorified rice cooker, slow cooker, or pressure cooker. It doesn't really cook anything instantly at all. It takes forever. It is is a pressure cooker, that's for sure. Yeah. I love it when my slow cooker also has a feature where it shoots a geyser of steam that smells <laughs> like what's inside it into my kitchen. That's my favorite part about having a slow cooker is having it spray like a dog marking territory all over my cabinets. Yeah, it should be rebranded as a sad person in a small apartment that can only have one appliance cooker. Oh, it's so mean. I mean, if you were going to make this pot roast recipe, it actually probably would be like 40 minutes in a slow in a instant pot, though. Instantly. And you can make a bomb out of it from frozen. There's a nearby federal building disavow like you you might be (laughs) (laughs) the final turn. Gasoline, styrofoam and your pressure cooker. There you go. Why is uh, Luke buying so much fertilizer recently? (laughs) Um, I'll also add that the uh, title recipe for uh, microwave cooking before we move on is um, scallops and broccoli with pasta. No. Don't make any... Anyone who microwaves any kind of seafood immediately goes to hell. Oh, God. That's like like office sin number one. Reheating, reheating fish. I had a roommate freshman year of college who used to reheat fish. Did you oh. guys have any office workers, co- co-workers that would not wear shoes at work? Sure. Is that I feel thing? like I've talked about this, and I feel like it's a major pet peeve for me, and it's not for Zach. Got it. Uh, yeah, it's not. It's not really a pet peeve for me. I guess I just not a. I, I don't have as trained a nose as others. It's not a nose thing. It's like a sanitary thing. Like the carpets in your office are gross. They're like movie theater carpets that are meant to hide dirt and stains. You guys will like this. So at uh, the high school, the school district is going under huge renovations. And one of them includes the coach's office at the high school. Yes. And they have recently ripped up the carpet that was in there that has probably been there since we were born and it was in the hallway ready to be thrown in the dumpster and you took it toilet the 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 stain variety was something i had never seen before the when you can see the underside of the carpet and you can see all the years worth of stainage it was something to behold all the like urine and dips bit urine dips bit coffee microwavable coffee ages old protein shake for you know the protein shake type coach who's looking after himself those might be the worst stains of them all yeah shit stains all the stains shit stains (laughs) you never i I hope not (laughs) you never know 
Uh, well, that was disgusting. Any other food topics on here? I have one. Um, a couple weeks ago, I had um, Portillo's with my cousin. And uh, I feel like this is a podcast. We're in the safe space here. We're in the trust tree. Permission to go there. Granted. Permission granted. Portillo's is okay. Yeah. That's it. It's just that, okay. Like any other run-of-the-mill, hole-in-the-wall Chicago-style food place anywhere okay. within 50 okay, okay. miles of the city is as good. You, you, you just you just caveated it there perfectly by saying as long as you're like within a certain radius of the city, you're right. It's not better than like Gene and Jude's or um, – I mean it's, it's not better than like – I, even say I wouldn't Al's say it's better than Al's is better. Johnny's is better. Yeah. Luke's is better. Like there are all sorts of places, like even like in individual towns for that specific menu in the Chicagoland area that are better than Portillo's. But I would say when you're outside of that, when you're outside of that radius, when you're in it Scottsdale is, and you're like, like, I need a big old Jardinera sandwich. Look, hmm. when I'm driving through Fort Wayne coming from Michigan and I see it, I see the Portillo's there. It's like a beacon of hope. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's kind of where I stand now. Like my cousin really wanted to go there. So we went there. But I don't think I would sure. ever suggest like, hey, do you want to wait in line for two and a half hours so we can get like pretty good okay, hot dogs that, okay that 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 wait time is a little over exaggerated i will give them this they they revolutionized the drive-through line operations before chick-fil-a did so my counter is that was true but then everyone learned that what you just said and now double the people go to portillo's because they think oh this line won't be that long and sure. it legitimately like stops traffic. Like the one yeah. on Golf Road, there's a police officer every day whose job is to make that sure that no one crashes. Cool. That so one is so hard to get out of. Like everybody wants to turn left and go out of there and head head away from Schomburg. Scumberg. It's not worth it. it is, so Portillos don't sponsor the pot. I honestly don't think you're worth it. Well, they're, they're owned by private equity now, so Dick Dick is Dick is not running it running the show anymore. Corporate Dick is RIP, out. RIP Dick. Dick is he still with us? Oh, mm-hmm. probably not. We're, Dude, we we're, we're just him, gonna we go with the big back. old probably bring him, not. Bring him back from the dead. You've got to get one of the things that is like specific to Portillo's, like not Italian beef and definitely not a Chicago style hot dog. Uh, D- Dick is still with us, by the way. He's seventy eight and still going oh. strong. He looks pretty good for a guy who's probably eaten a thousand sodium bomb Italian beefs or hot dogs oh, in his Dick, life. Dick Portillo net worth. He's really more of like a chop salad guy, maybe. What? No way. So his estimated net worth is one billion dollars. Yeah, <laughs> let's go. I would guess it's more than that. Dick Portillo. No, he's dude, he's the, the bears. He sold, he sold the Dude, don't fuck by me. the <laughs> bears. <laughs> the Chicago Portillo's partners acquired the nearly forty-unit chain for an estimated one billion dollars. I sheesh, sheesh. That was and that was like years. Ago. That was two thousand sixteen. So I mean, inflation adjusted. That's got to be what like eight billion dollars now. <laughs> In these times. <laughs> i've got for dick. good for dick but I, you I gotta always... get like the chocolate cake shake or the chocolate cake or like something if you're going to go to portillo's i, I, I always say. 
I, I always applauded him for trying to make uh, Jim Belushi a thing, right? Because John was John John was the popular one, and then Jim would always be the one with his picture everywhere at Portillo's. Uh, for it. keeping the American practice of rhyming an order number with some non sequitur concept alive. They didn't do that the last time I went. It was kind of sad. You should throw your, your drink in their face. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> send it back. Unless they rhyme back. your order number with something. I I could not agree with you more. That's definitely what I should have done. Um, my other food take was I had uh, hot wings while we were on this vacation. Oh, nice. I, Congratulations. Not to brag. Um, I wanted to have just an appreciation moment for blue cheese dressing. There's a lot of people who shit on blue cheese dressing, and I just want it out in the world that blue cheese go. dressing is I like, toilet. Go. honestly, the Off. most underrated dressing, go topping, off, side dip, whatever on planet Earth. Luke. I agree. You're, yeah, you're speaking to the too. choir here. You, you, you have universal agreement. I think this is the first time we've had universal agreement. This I mean, a... I can make an argument for ranch just in pizza. Okay. But it but. has to, but, 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 but you, okay. I don't know why, and maybe you've seen this, you've, you've come across this situation too, Toilet, but I don't know why it is so fucking hard to find like the Buffalo Wild Wings style blue cheese dressing or blue cheese mix or whatever in the grocery store. All the so, other ones don't have the same taste. They're either too blue cheesy and moldy or they're like runny and they're not like they're not good. I mean, I don't want to give away any brands here, but like there's a couple of you that are in fancy ass glass bottles that I'm looking at you and you're not a good chunky blue cheese. I'm just, just going to say. I'm so glad you brought that up because that is the experience I had that it had like I think ranch has kind of gotten past where it's kind of overrated now. Like good ranch is good, but like when you get like the watered down milky ranch, that's good not... ranch is good. Good ranch is good, but there's homemade a lot ranch of... is incredible. Yes, it homemade is. homemade ranch can be great. The Hidden Valley packets are great. This blue cheese was like the perfect like yogurty consistency where it was yes. like just thick enough to glob on, but not like runny enough where it's just but, like running off. But it's not gonna have thick like oikos. It's not gonna have like oikos level of thick chunks. It's gonna have more like a yoplait, like 1990s. a Chobani yoplait. Yeah, yeah, like a yeah, like a yoplait nineteen nineties like cylindrical yes uh, style one where yeah you had like kind of like maybe a little rubbery but the cheese ain't rubbery. Yeah, I get, I get it, I get it. And there were like a couple like pellet sized nuggets of blue cheese in there, and then you had like the one mother nugget that yes. was like. A full-on like dot-sized glob of blue cheese, and that was just the mama mia most elite bite. I saved it for the absolute last bite because I knew it would be the best. Okay, so hear me out on this because I think that I'm going to tie this in with another universal experience, and then share how we're going to make a billion dollars. Perfect. So j just hear me out on this. But are you ever preparing a? dinner for yourself and your partner yourself and a few other people and you're finding that like you're plating stuff but you're not able to keep it warm yes right yes so those restaurant war warming lamps should be like one of the lamps that like shines down on your range so you're not actively heating something but you're keeping it warm i like that idea i liked it a lot can you and get one of those for your house and we sure. should start mass producing them for houses because I think what you're talking about, Toilet, is blue cheese dressing 
that has been warmed slight slightly, not to hot. It's not like bubbling, but the cheese inside of it has melted in with the mayonnaise dressing, giving you like that better consistency while still adhering to the taste. And it's become a little bit more, but not totally homogenous. Yeah, I think like what Zach was saying, I want a couple chunks in there. I don't want it all to run together as if it were ranch. Um, but I do want it kind of to stand out where it's got like a couple little nuggets, little treats in there along the way as you're enjoying your experience. And I, I'm not saying that blue cheese can replace ranch in every time, like they're interchangeable, but I would say there are a lot of foods, like even pizza, like putting blue cheese on a pizza can elevate it to levels unbeknownst to myself before even trying it. So I, I do like blue cheese on a pizza. That's a good, that's a good call. A buffalo uh-huh. chicken pizza is, is elite. I'm, I'm a yes. big time fan of a buffalo chicken pizza or a barbecue chicken pizza with ranch for the crust. Mama. But I, I feel like Mama. we need to we need to normalize having those heat lamps in your standard run of the mill kitchen. Yeah, because like the oven doesn't work because I feel like I've done that before where I've put like score shit completed plates and it like either dries something out or then like the plate is hot and you tell your partner like hey the plate is hot don't touch it and they touch it and they get sad and you're like well I told you it was hot but like I don't know how else to make it hot you know <laughs> then you gotta put it in the freezer now we're all over the place <laughs> okay okay I, I found it on, on the Home Depot we can buy some silver commercial food food heat lamp portable electric food warmer two bulb with free standing okay we're just gonna get these for each other, and then we gotta figure out a way to put them, suspend them in a hood over a range. Do you guys remember the graduation parties when we went to fifty of them back when we graduated from high school, and everyone would have a catered meal, and then they would have like the tiny tin of gas that you could light with like Sterno. A, yeah. Why aren't those around anymore? You they can buy them anyway. They definitely are around, and as somebody who. Luke, you worked food service and catering service too. You've probably had plenty of situations where you had to light those things. You burn the shit out of your hand trying yeah, to Yeah, I them. still have scars on my fingers from lighting sternos. Toilet. It's I I so many I worked catering at a country club and like we would have buffets like every couple of days and so we'd have to light the whatever those things are called and it's gelat it's this like gelatinous mix. And you have to like stick your hand in there with like a big lighter and like light down and it poofs up and you're like, ah, you burn your hand and then you do it again. Ah, you burn so your just hand. because it's incredibly dangerous, people stopped using them? No, they still use them. It's just, I, I think it's, you can only buy them from like a Gordon food services or like you can Cisco get them at, food like, services. You can get them there. Like they're pretty common to use with like chafing dishes and stuff. It's like not mm-hmm. entirely, they're like expensive. Chafing. Mm. Mm. Uh, but I, I guess one of those if you had a chafing dish would be able to accomplish that as well toilet ah uh, okay um i had another million dollar idea do you guys uh want to hear it <clears throat> no never yes of course okay. I hear this it. this idea is just for luke then oh. um i forget how it came up in context on the trip but basically we were talking about um song titles and like most girls have some kind of song that uses their name if not multiple um and then i thought how about we just crank out a bunch of songs with like that are absolute bangers with dude names in them i love like, this idea the dudes need some songs am i right like can we make a toilet song absolutely like if you know somebody named jesse 
the song Jesse's Girl, even though it's ostensibly about a girl, but that one hits way harder. And it's Chewy texts me the lyrics to the wait like at least once a year when he's drunk and he's been listening to the band because there's a character named Luke in that song. Like this is a perfect opportunity for us to just start cranking out bangers with like generic dude names and get some real pub for the pod. I, I, I do I do like this idea and then we just collect the royalty checks. Yeah. When all Let them pour playing. in. Like yeah. every single bachelor party um, I don't know when else would dudes want to play songs with their own names. Them probably oh, just wow. bachelor parties. Wow, we had so many plays this past Saturday night in the Austin area <laughs> for the song Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out there's a lot of Kevins in Austin, Texas. Uh, so that's my whole idea. Just make a bunch of songs about dude names. So if Can any we of you do it like garage... the heart of rock and roll where we cover off on like 20 of them in the same song. Yeah, I think so. Like a Mambo number five kind of situation. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think we can do that for sure. Just like make sure it's in the chorus. So it's like very like catchy. Yeah. And we, and we need like, you know, it's probably going to be a little homogenous. Like, you know, not necessarily like Mambo number five, but probably names like Logan and Ryan. And yeah, we got to get ahead Hayden. of like the, the Hayden, Brayden, um, you know, Jaden, Jaden, like those names that are popular as kids now, but then they'll be popular in a couple of years. Like that's called that's a fucking growth mindset right there. Oh, Everyone named Jalen, like when we're watching the NBA draft and Jalen Rose is like, I invented the name Jalen. Everyone bow down to me. That was pretty cool. He would buy our song. That's that's so true that Jalen Rose invented the name Jalen. 100%. (laughs) By the way, I had my mind blown when somebody said that um, Drew, like Drew Holiday, like Drew is just a cooler way of saying Drew. That's it? Like, get it? Okay, I all right. Stop it. I never knew. I never knew that was like. I didn't know if that was like actually the name, like the sort, like the the reasoning behind his name. But I was like, oh, I mean, it's all. I've always it's short of him for as, Jerusalem. <laughs> I've always thought of him as Drew Holiday. Never Drew Holiday. Like Drew, like Ja Rule, like, like J Drew, and then there's Drew. Like a J in the front or a D in the front? You're just like saying a J fast. in the front. He's a, he has a J in the front. Well, he's shoot, he plays basketball, so he's got to have a J. I, oh. Oh, damn. That was good. That was good. I'm going to go take a lap. No, but I mean, I, I never, I never, the TLDR, I, I never put two and two together that Drew is actually just like a phonetical or kind of like a phonetical spelling of Drew. Drewington. Shout out Drewington Holiday. Gold medalist and NBA champion. Talk about your all-time six-week stretch, right? (laughs) You win the NBA championship. You get to go to the Olympics and definitely not sleep in the cardboard bed. Uh, Okay. um, May may I? I Do you remember? Was it in uh, Rio when they brought in like a cruise ship for the NBA team? Yeah. Or or for the uh, basketball team? Um, But may I... I, uh, bring it up because we're we're we are obligated to bring up basketball reference nicknames anytime we Uh, talk about a mm -hmm. basketball player so drew holiday's nickname 
words are well the pronunciation also just says drew it's spelled d-r-e-w <laughs> okay the pronunciation but his uh his nicknames are jay holla jay holla <laughs> the truth <laughs> that's a good and, one <laughs> and i'm kung fu drew I'm Ooh. not so sure about Kung Fu. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not so sure about that one. <laughs> hey, disavow reading basketball reference. Three out I, of four ain't bad. I, I'm I'm hoping that doesn't come up in like a Juventus women style treat or treat tweet where we learn oh about Kung Fu Drew. Did you? I, we don't have to go into it, but did you see what Devin Funches said? No. Oh my god! I, I, I don't even want to bring it up. You just okay. cut this section. Okay. But you should definitely look. You should definitely look up Devin Funches. Well, that's what I'm doing right now. I'll say it. No, you no. won't. No, no you let's, won't. Let's <laughs> no, 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 you won't. <laughs> there, oh, never mind. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> uh, that that's a Green Bay Packer for you. No class. Yeah, um, would, not, would never happen in the uh, would never happen in Chicago. That's for never, sure. never, never. Uh, well, uh, can I, we can we take a quick break, really quick? I just like need Devin like boring five. checkers. Get it? Fun chess. Uh, oh. Ding! <laughs> Devin milk toast risk. Devin playing Uno with your girlfriend's family, trying to get to know them and trying not to be too competitive, but still trying to win at Uno. This uh, this sounds like a personal story. No, you can't <laughs> stack two plus twos on top of one of another. That's the official Uno rules. Boom ba da da. Boom ba ba bum. Boom ba ba bum. Oh wow, Zach, you're picking up some engagement. Feltman's hot dogs liked your tweet. Let's go. Let's get some free hot dogs. Oh, uh, first pod sponsor. I think this counts as a sponsor of the pod because they liked it while we were potting. That that's 100 percent true. All right, I got a couple more to hit, but I know you guys do too. Where do you guys want to go from here? Hi, Maddie. Don't turn it off, Maddie. Good night. Good night, Maddie. Good night, Maddie. Zach and Toilet say good night. She says good night. Nice. Um, okay, I need to talk to you guys about my trip a little bit more. You guys ready yeah. to hear about some small town banter? Yeah. Okay, so um, the dynamic was uh, basically most of my aunts and uncles who are around our parents' age, so between 55 and 65, and uh, we have basically nothing in common. Um, so there was a period of time where um, we were just listing movies that we liked. Nice. And you'd that's list fun. the movie you like, and then someone from the small town would say, that's a pretty good movie. 
and then they would like maybe mention an actor and then they would mention another movie that actor was in and a movie that they liked and then we would say that's a pretty good movie too <laughs> like so, like a little movie popcorn going on here like i saw edge of tomorrow oh i like tom cruise i saw days of thunder <laughs> oh, i like tom cruise my favorite movie is eyes wide shut Oh, I like Nicole Kidman. I also like her like, husband Keith Urban and his I soul like patch. I like Nicole Kidman. I also like the movie Days of Thunder. <laughs> End of conversation. That got us through about an hour of conversation so, time. Can I point out for a second that uh, Luke is drinking some sheesh? He's big time sheesh. Yeah, big time sheesh in it right there now. There was no what? sheesh in happening in Western rural Pennsylvania. August. If you drink, wine is basically like drinking water or worse than that it's uh it's domestic light beer it's nothing drinking water (laughs) yeah not for me domestic light beer or mountain dew no can do um the other thing that people in a small town really like to talk about is roads i don't know if zach you can relate to this talking to any of katie's family but a lot of them just like to talk to you about the best way to get places or roads that have recently been refinished so they're really nice now uh i don't really pay much attention to roads because i typically use my uh my cell phone to navigate me wherever i need to go that i'm unfamiliar with um but people in small towns really like to not use them and to memorize what roads are good and what roads are not good yeah they really do like the coffee shop culture sort of diner culture of like exchanging directions with people it it, it, it is it it kills a lot of time it's like explaining to someone a faster way to get somewhere is like like a piece of gold that you're just sharing with the rest of the world. Oh, basically. for sure. For it's sure. kind True. of... But if it's two people talking about it with each other, then that's just people not listening to each other and just speaking at one another. Well, you yeah. could be talking about getting to two different destinations. Yeah, we were talking about, because we went on a vacation earlier this year to Myrtle Beach, so we were talking about how we would get to Myrtle Beach from the expressway because there are about two hours worth of non-expressway driving to get from the expressway to Myrtle Beach. Dude, so there, we- there, there's like a cutoff point. I think it's like I-95 or something in South Carolina, but then like basically everything is like an hour and a half, two-lane, you know, back road, highway drive to get to the cities. Yeah, so that's basically what we did was we talked about the different ways you can drive to Myrtle Beach from I-95. That was about a half hour of conversation. (laughs) So that is what I think I learned is that most people just genuinely like to talk about roads and movies. That's about all we have in common. You know, Toilet went to Western Pennsylvania and he found out how to drive to South Carolina. That's, That's right. Even though I had done it by using my you know, Google maps, but I wasn't a real man because I let a machine take me where I was going instead of doing it myself. I always feel bad in those situations because like by my in-laws still like to like, you know, use the Atlas and like, they like to sort of map things out beforehand and like sort of just, uh, go off of their own like gumption and stuff when they're, when they're, when they're driving somewhere. Um, but I, I always kind of feel bad being like, uh, my, my father-in-law would be like, how'd you get there? I was like, uh, just plugged it into the GPS. They're so disappointed. Like, <laughs> uh, uh, oh, I wanted to talk to you about roads. Yeah, yeah I guess like, um, 
you know, I guess I took like, I don't know, we branched off in Indiana and we took I-69 up. Um, yeah. God. There was talk- some traffic. I don't, I don't know. In uh, Indiana. Talk about something I memory hold from like a very, very old podcast that I listened to back in like 2013. But I remember this bit that Sarah Koenig used to do where it's like really boring topics of conversation that you shouldn't talk about with some someone. And one of them was route talk. Like, here's how I got here. And it's, like, on par with talking about your diet and, like, a dream that you had recently. Oh, no. Uh Uh-uh. I think I I would take take route talk over all of that stuff. Oh, really? I was going to say the opposite. I don't want to talk about roads. I just do not care. Like, well, well, okay, compared to, I mean, yeah, compared to other other stuff. But if someone's going to talk to you about, like, their dream or, like, the dream could be diet. interesting. I have interesting no. dreams. No. Okay. Never mind. I won't so tell you. Rather, I'd rather you tell me how you got from the bedroom to the like living room than telling me about your dream. I won't share no, my dreams kidding. with you anymore on the podcast. <laughs> okay, so I, I have it I have it pulled up. No. The topics that you're not supposed to talk about other than route talk are periods sexist that's number one diet health sleep dreams and route talk that's true i do hate it when people tell me about oh i could not fall asleep last night or like this is how this is what i have to do to fall like i don't care what your nightly routine is my dog like whatever you gotta do like i just my mom would tell me like oh i slept i started sleeping on the couch and then i got up and i went to bed but i couldn't really fall asleep so then i went to the armchair my dog Ma, I don't care. <laughs> One of my coworkers tells me they didn't get a good night's sleep. I'm like, sorry. Like, did you get drunk before? Did you try doing that? <laughs> There's that an might, idea. That might help. Did you smoke six weeds before going to bed? It doesn't sound like you're trying hard enough. Uh, so along the same line of uh, making small talk with family members and... Um, communicating about roads and navigation and things like that. I want to know, do either of you know someone who's not a child that does not have a cell phone? Other than my very elderly grandmother? No. No. So my aunt does not have a cell phone and it is not at all by choice, uh, by choice. So no burner either. No burner. If you will recall back to the uh, toilet family Zoom call, this is the aunt who took pictures, meaningful pictures of the uh, Christmas Zoom call by using a uh, flash disposable camera because this tracks because she does not actually have a cell phone. (laughs) Okay, Um, the story is coming together. And I character is forming. And, and it doesn't really come into play because her son lives with her. Her son's 24 and obviously is pretty tech savvy and has a cell phone. Um, so she doesn't really, it doesn't really come into like play for her in needing a cell phone because in a situation where she needs one, her son is almost always there and has a cell phone. But I still think it's insane that a, a functioning adult in society today operates day to day without a cell phone. Is it her son's computer too like does she not have a computer either she i think she has a tablet that she plays like the facebook games on and 
Like <laughs> her only interaction with technology is words with friends. Yeah, it really <laughs> might be. Um, or, or Farmville is she might be the last person on Farmville. <laughs> She's the one keeping Zynga alive with seventy dollars in microtransactions a month. <laughs> yeah, I, that just blew my mind. That that's. that's that's fucking sweet, dude. I wish I could live that life. Like, I you know don't. how many I notifications mean, I get a day on my phone? It's I mean, insane how much time we spend just looking at the notifications that we get. I guess that's true, but um, I don't know. I feel like it's nice to be connected, and I can choose to put my phone down and ignore it for a couple hours and then choose to pick it back up when I'm no, ready to address it. No, you can't. You're addicted. But... You can't choose to do that. Um, it's, I don't know it's if, called getting drunk. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I don't know if you guys can smell that, but I think I need to check on my dog because I think he just got skunked. Oh, no. So I'm going to do on a the Hank po- check-in. Live on the podcast. We're hoping it's coming from the front yard and not the backyard and that Hank did not get skunked live on the podcast. Uh, speaking of pets, I've been taking care of our friend kevin's cats while he's away in france and taking care of somebody else's pets in their own space has made me incredibly paranoid because kevin loves those cats and i'm petrified that i'm not keeping up with the standard of care that he is providing the cats i just sent him pictures of the cats today we we had um we had a uh uh nice young woman come and stay at our house for the 12 days we were gone on our vacation and she, she watched... stayed at your house yeah she watched hattie and huck well, yeah dude i mean they're they're two little dogs i mean they basically you don't have to do they don't need constant attention well huck kind of does because he's a puppy so he's still he's still only six months old so he can only he can only really go about seven seven hours total um but we kind of were like Every like couple of days, we're like, "Hey, how are the dogs doing? Can we have a picture?" And it's a picture time. What's the like, prognosis? Yeah. I am googling. Why does my dog smell like gasoline? What? It's because he's spitting fire, homie. The, okay. So the most recent ones are: Why does my dog smell like fish, Fritos, poop? Oh. No, I, I can, I can, uh, I can, I can. Why does my dog smell like poop? I wonder fucking why. I can tell you the, fi- <laughs> the fish thing. If they haven't expressed their the glands in their anal sacs, then they smell like fish. That's the smell that comes out of their butts. Um. Yeah, that's kind of like there's ones. Why does it smell like uh, metal? Period. Blood. I assume those are all kind of related. Um, those is, two are is, definitely related. Why does my dog smell like Doritos? Doritos? <laughs> why does my that, dog that, smell like death? That's uh, dog paws, right? Dog paws they smell do. like corn they chips? Smell, they smell so good. Oh, I, I'm not a huge fan. But maybe puppy is better than, than old shelter boy because Hank's no, paws no, smell no, no, bad. No, no, no. I, I, TT's paws, they smell. Freedom's Your paws smell like ass. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't tell if he got skunked or not because he just kind of smells bad at baseline and i think i'm so used to, like i smelled the skunk but it wasn't like super strong and then i went out there and it smelled like skunks but now i'm used to the smell so like it doesn't really stand out anymore dude you would know it smells so bad i we beauty got skunked when i was a kid sad it's so it's it smells so fucking bad i mean it does smell pretty bad but i don't know 
he was howling outside. Who knows? Who the hell knows? Um, but I I was paranoid that I forgot to lock the back door, and I thought that the cats would get yeah. out. Yeah. Like I'm, per- I'm terrified that the auto feeder isn't working because I am not physically giving them their dry food like five times a day. And I'm just like afraid that Kevin's going to come back and yell at me because like one of his cats is losing hair because they're protein deficient. Kevin like actually like hand feeds them their, their dry food during the day. How often do you need to go over there to tend to these cats? Just once a day, but they also need to like, they don't need to be walked, but they need attention because like, Cats can be pretty fucking destructive if they are, like, left to their own devices. So, you know, it's like a hour of time with cats. What is the compensation package you're receiving? Yeah, are you, getting, tr- are you getting equity in a future Kevin endeavor? I got a bag of coffee, and I drank a Modelo out of his fridge today. <laughs> okay, okay. Yes, yes. So one drink of our friends... Booze watched hank pre-skunking uh and he watched him for about a week and i got him four beers and a 50 dollar gift card for a restaurant is that enough or do i need to give him more whoa beers four beers half acre four pack oh half acre is good and and a 50 dollar gift card nah it's plenty 60 bucks in value that that is like definitely more than i'm hank hank is is also (laughs) also a tour that you have to take into account that i i mean Hank is an older dog, a little easier to take care of, right? Eh, okay, depends on the day. I mean, he <laughs> most of ninety percent of the day he's just like laying outside on the yeah. deck, having the best goddamn life possible. Yeah, you're like um, he gets to live rent free, eat your food, rent free in my head, <laughs> smelling like <laughs> dog is living rent free in my head because I love him so much. I love him. <laughs> Smelling like Fritos and poop and metal and <laughs> um yeah I can't really tell if he uh, if he got skunked or not but you know I guess we're gonna find out in a little bit I don't know get back to Jeez. me on Friday when I've been starting to like plunder into Kevin's liquor cabinet to see how much choose. value can we, do, can we do a choose your own adventure right now can we can we do a uh, yes Hank got skunked and then a no Hank didn't get skunked. <laughs> And then Luke, you could just splice in the proper, proper ending. That's pretty easy, right? It just takes a couple of seconds to do. So I started pour. I didn't have any tomato paste, so I started pouring Newman's own Sakaruni meat sauce on Hank. And he just started eating it. That wasn't a good idea at all. <laughs> but he loved it. <laughs> he thought it was the best day ever. He's going out hunting for skunks now. He thinks it's Sakaruni Festival every time he gets skunked. Uh. All right, I need to hear one of your guys' topics. Zach, go ahead. Uh, Share the tree saga with us. You were okay, texting we, us about this earlier. We can wrap close it up with the tree this. saga. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So as uh, as you saw, there's we have some we have some tree we have we have some trees in the back some the back tour line of our yard trees some some trees they're pretty tall they're old trees tall trees some would argue maybe the neighborhood should be called tall trees I don't know there's also a steeple at the front of our neighborhood too is there really tall trees steeplechase figure it out whichever one you want to do uh yes there are uh but anyways so 
about two about two months ago mid-june i'm sitting outside in the backyard watching the dogs um shirtless drinking a beer shirtless drinking a beer pantsless Um, too (laughs) pantsless in other words, wearing socks though. Enjoying, I'm a homeowner. Enjoying my liberty as a as a newfound southerner. Um, no more not masks. Wearing, not wearing no a mask. No more clothes. No more mask. No more clothes. <laughs> um, and uh, we have the yeah we have these really old trees and and what is interesting though about our the back of our property line is that we share it with a school, and um, these trees are on the school side. So we're sitting there i'm sitting outside and all of a sudden this huge tree limb starts to starts to um it it starts to crack and you know it's it's you you know the noise of when you're outside and you can hear like squirrels rustling around in trees and you hear sticks falling and stuff and it like it makes that noise kind of like a pitter patter a little bit of like a crack or so this was like a super loud and long crack so like luckily huck who's the puppy he was on the other end of the yard so like he wasn't gonna get anywhere near it but it starts making this loud noise and so hattie starts running towards the tree limb that is falling from about 30 feet and starts barking at it and i'm freaking out like i screamed as loud as i could and i think the entire neighborhood heard me yell at her to like get her away so um tree limb falls it's it's kind of hanging like it's just like 30 feet up it's a it's a you've assessed the risk to your I've property assessed the risk to my property and to my dogs and to my person um and it's kind of hanging over our fence line too but the tree hasn't fallen yet so like the tree, the tree limb hasn't fallen yet but i mean it's it it, it it like snapped up at like like 30 feet up in the air like it, there's no way i was gonna be able to get it and so like I had Katie come outside and sort of like stand pretty far away and watch me as I was like twisting this limb, trying to like pull it down. Not a good idea. That was really not a smart idea. And it was on there still pretty tight. So basically for about two months, I was going back and forth with the school, with the school district, um, with the maintenance department, going back to the school district back to the maintenance department finally got someone to green light coming and taking this limb down um and then after after that it took about another three weeks to finally get the guys to come out um they call the 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 contractor calls me this morning and says hey, hey, hey yeah we're, we're coming out there i'm gonna have a crew come out sometime like uh you know in the afternoon i go okay great so afternoon comes. classic contractor uh, yeah like the cable guy like hey are you gonna be free you know between now and january 1st between eight and four during the day oh let me see um but the the guy like we're, we're I, i'm sitting there like kind of all afternoon like cleared by calendar waiting for waiting for these guys to show up they don't show up i'm getting all huffy and puffy around the house like getting really pissed off because i'm like this is it like i've had it i'm up to up to here you can't see it but i'm like above my camera on my laptop um and katie and i started watching we we were eating we were eating dinner and we started watching outer banks trying to figure out what's going to happen to john b and the crew um, and then all of a sudden the doorbell True. rings and this, and this landscaping crew is here at six forty-five to come, t- come take this 30 foot tree limb down. So they come in and 
they start assessing the situation. Mind you, they're they're like pulling up with like, uh, uh, I I was told there was gonna be like a bucket truck that was gonna come in. Like like we have uh, gates that swing open, so like on the side, so like you could fit a truck through. And so I was expecting this bucket truck to come. No, it's just three guys with a bunch of ropes and like. I uh, 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 reach saw connected to connected to uh, uh, a weed wha- weed whacker motor. When you're operating power tools, I feel like the time of day that you should be operating them at is is dusk. If you're a night owl, you know you got the landscaping crews that are like morning people. I'm sure they're working on golf courses or whatever. Yes. But you need those dusk crews too. Those guys are yes. going to get in there in the golden hour to cut branches off of trees. So, so these guys start to assess the situation. They're looking around. They figure out how they're going to do this. So they're going to toss a rope up on over the over the side of the tree, and then they're going to have another guy go on the other side and pull it down and hold it. And they're going to have a third guy, a younger, younger, slender-looking man, who previously was like kind of going back and forth over the fence and he tried to clear the fence one time and got his foot stuck at the top and I'm like Sweet. surprised he didn't snap his ankle when that happened. Um but anyways, these these landscapers they lifted their they lifted their buddy up. He's like you know when you see the like trapeze artists or stuff or whatever and they're like are the um the people who do like the uh the people who do the um, acrobatics in the big long like um, sheets, almost like curtains. Select. Yeah, yeah, something like that. He basically had like a like a uh, a regular rope tied around him, like that. Like definitely not enough to catch him if he falls. Uh, it was just more of like a way to help aid him up the thirty foot climb to the top of the tree. So he he scurries on he scurries on up there he's standing up there mind you I'm pacing back and forth just like my anxiety is through it's just through the roof at that moment like I couldn't I couldn't comprehend watching this guy stand thirty feet above with like no harness or anything mind you on a tree that's like half dead so like whatever limb he's standing on could easily come crashing down sixty percent ash borer at this it, point exactly exactly and so. He, he starts, like, tying – he's tying the limb up in, like, different ways and, like, kind of creating, like, a system of pulleys. Um, and then finally they attach <laughs> – they attach, like, an old-ass steel chainsaw to a rope and then they just kind of, like, pull it up, like, like treehouse style, you know, when you have, like, the bucket and you pull it up from the, from the ground. So they bring up the – they bring up the chainsaw and he starts cutting the cha- – cutting – this tree limb suspended up in the tree cutting with a power saw and finally he detaches he detaches the thing and like i'm still sitting there like chewing through my fingers like i don't normally have fingernails but like they're all gone too i'm like oh my god this guy's gonna fall and he's gonna like like break something or he's gonna die and like oh my god this is gonna be terrible like i can't do this i can't watch this and i don't he just ended up like scurrying down the tree and then they they like were able to like they cut loose the branch and it got like it they 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 were able to hold it up and then like it just like all of a sudden it just starts coming down chunk by chunk by chunk i was amazed it was probably one of the most it was probably one of the most uh incredible feats i've seen in a long time you like this was, this geometry, was like this was like, this was like this was like you remember the outdoor games that used to have on espn when the guys would like 
climb the um they they'd run on the log and then they'd climb to the top and like do like the power chainsawing and shit like this is exactly what that guy did it's kind of crazy that the technology has not advanced where that is still the <laughs> yeah. easiest way to get rid of an entire tree we didn't get rid of an entire tree man it was just one limb this was all for one one limb big ass yeah. limb yeah 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 but still like when i had trees removed from my property it's the same exact way that they really just have to commit to getting rid of it piece by piece there's no yes. way to get rid of the whole thing at once exactly exactly did they at least have a bucket truck to do yours or did they do it with like ropes and like geometry like luke said there was like bucket uh what'd you call bucket, bucket lift truck bucket truck yeah. there was that but there was still like guys climbing trees and like yolo like swinging a chainsaw with one hand holding yeah. onto the tree with the other shit going on i was like it's oh crazy my God. it's crazy those guys yeah. those guys are nuts so i'm very thankful to the um to the abrams lawn lawn crew that came by today shout out shout out shout out free advertising and it was picked up by the fine taxpayers of williamson county thank you very much We'll have a, a future Williamson County uh, segment on the pod probably next week. So stay tuned yeah, for more yeah, information on Williamson County. Yeah, yeah. As we talked about the mask mandates and then we talked about uh, tree removal. <laughs> next week, we'll talk about the fair. Boy, did I have an experience. Oh, I can't wait to hear it. I actually, I think Hank did get skunked now that the smell is intensifying. So I'm going to say love you boys and tend to this really quick. All okay. right. Love you oh, too. Th- yeah, love you too. That could be a quick tend. <laughs> Yeah, this is going to be a shower te- bath time with Hank. So this segment is called. <laughs> what was live- it called? Sachitoli. Mamma mia. Mamma mia. Scaramucci. Sacramucci. Sacatumi. Andrew Cuomo.